This is Eddie checking in. This is Gage checking in, and this is Two Boys Podcast. Booyah. Change the name. It was Two Boys and a podcast. Too many syllables, too many characters. Fit it on a movie ticket. Two Boys Podcast. Yeah. All right. So, beginning today, I just wanted to start off saying, um, you know, if you want to find us, we have a Facebook page called Two Boys and podcast it'll be changed by now yeah yeah it's two boys podcast two boys podcast two boys podcast apologies um but yeah but we'll always update uh when new episodes come out and if you guys have any questions or comments or any topics that you want us to speak about definitely uh hit that page up and write us a status uh likewise if there are things that you do or do not like about the show definitely let us know we are on all platforms we post on anchor but anchor uh redistribute all the episodes to spotify uh itunes stitcher stitcher any of the main uh podcast listening um medias so definitely wherever you can leave us a comment or a reading we highly highly appreciate that yes thank you ahead of time Mm-hmm. For all dozen of you listening, and hopefully to grow in the future. Yeah. Uh, but the Eddie's got the topics of the day. So yeah. So we're just gonna give you an update. I know we've been gone for quite a while, but uh, you know, New Year things have been just juggling around. So we're just getting settled back in. So finally, we're able to come back and do another episode. Uh, mainly our focus of this podcast today is good transition focus focus uh and then we'll get into future future plans and things happening down on the line yeah yeah you can you can start off uh i guess i'll just start with the update of i've moved back into the city uh i live in boston now officially got an address and everything it's all official uh it felt good it was a long time coming and there was a lot of headaches along the way and my very neurotic self kind of just made everything every little detail an aching spiral of like anxiety like oh i'm not gonna get this place i'm not gonna get this place but i more than prepared myself while being in college to be able to afford and to be able to move in as soon as i did and my persistence proved helpful because i was able to move in a lot earlier than i was actually predicted so now everything is settled down and i really just kind of hunkered into working my butt off to try to just get back on the track get into what we're going to be talking about later which is financial literacy and and mindset and the focus savings focusing all things money focusing just uh, cue the cha-ching patrick star selling chocolate bars focus (laughs) yeah but so that was me that's pretty much my biggest thing is i've moved in now i live in boston so now we can actually do this every week Mm -hmm. that is nice yeah, for me, uh, it's been pretty much the same old, uh, you know, been working, grinding. Asked my, my second job if I can start working two days a week instead of one. So now I'll have, like, a full week schedule of, like, just nonstop work, which I'm totally happy about. And they're super stoked that uh, I'm interested to do an extra day. So um, that'll just start increasing the speed at which I start learning new things, getting more exposure to the, you know, to the market of furniture and upholstery and just really kind of diving into the culture of it all. Also, too, you know, we're picking up on the the Instagram. We're almost at 500. I think we're at 465 right now. Uh, super excited. It is even better now to the effect that the receptionist, she's starting to she also has access to the Instagram. So now she's taking it upon herself to put her own post for for the um 
the firm. So like it's just so nice to see that like that's just kind of rubbing off, and they're starting to see more the importance of you know media outreach and how they can impact you know different forms of <clears throat> media and like just going to a whole new platform, showing that they can market themselves beyond a traditional like form of marketing, which is you know offline. So now they're getting more online and more updated and more to the times of being, you know, being able to to say, hey, we're here, you know, we're queer, get used to it. So like, but yeah, so that that's just been super exciting. And, you know, I guess just to run into our main topic of focus, it's just since beginning, you know how people go like, you know, new year, new me. Um, for me, I don't know what it is, but it's just like this whole shift. It really started like mid-December, pretty much the last quarter of the year, where I started to just, and it is really too effective, kind of like Gary V, where he's like, is, there's fucking Google, just look it up. Now I'm in that mindset to, every time I have a question about something, I just look it up, or I just look at, watch a, a YouTube channel on it, mm-hmm. uh, or YouTube, sorry, YouTube video on it. And like, you know, I've hopscotched around different things. So like, uh, I've learned about flipping, then, you know, how to resell shoes that turned into, you know, understanding what the stock market is. And then that turned into, you know, financial literacy and like learning really how to handle my money and, you know, what it means to be financial literate and like how to build wealth throughout the years and really not stay stuck in one area. And then now that focus with all that going into financial literacy, one of the biggest things that YouTubers books have read and just podcasts and different forms of media they're always saying they're always emphasizing beyond the the realm of financial literacy is to always learn and that doesn't have to be financial literacy you should always keep yourself updated and current about how to handle your money and what's going on in terms of you know where the market is going but to beyond that to keep yourself actively focused in wanting to grow and wanting to learn is it's it can never be under understated how important that is for sure so this year i've i think i've read one two three i've I've already read four books humble brag yeah (laughs) so and i'm currently reading two books at the same time not like simultaneously back and forth he's reading them next to each other yeah don't let him deceive you he's trained (laughs) both eyes dr Dr. strange just (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly uh using the time stone to like (laughs) (laughs) look at all possibilities of book (laughs) yeah um but yeah right now the two current books i am reading are uh, Deep Work by Cal Newport and The Total Money Makeover by Dave Ramsey. Uh, Deep Work is based off the idea where you literally, just basic, you literally lock yourself or like put yourself in a situation where you are placed in an uninterrupted habitat so you can focus and work and mm-hmm. learn new skills or study a certain topic and you start developing, you know, a practice where you're able to learn difficult things in shorter amounts of time with more ease. And so deep work pretty much breaks down how you can do it and what are the things that are detracting you from that. Uh, and so Cal Newport really t- touches upon how a it's it's kind of a rare thing to to have. It's a rare skill to have 
to be able to, you know, just to hyper focus on, you know, doing something uninterrupted, but that can be broken and you can like build yourself up to, to work yourself. Um, like I need to get my hands on that book. Psychologist, dude, I'm telling you, that's the next I, one after after yeah, yeah. Uh, what's it? Sorry, I didn't mean you. You have twelve rules right now. Yep. Jordan Peterson, great book, Doctor Jordan Peterson. Uh, and Peterson. then I just before I started to read um, deep work, I read The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, another great book. That one's a really short read, and you can bust through that really fast if you wanted to. But that one, the basic premise of that book, it, it sets up the the premise saying you know for creatives and people who like to create things um you know what what's so difficult about sitting down and just doing the work and so essentially it's it's really just that it's just sitting down and just doing it cal uh not cal newport uh stephen pressfield pretty much starts off with uh an anecdote about his mornings saying you know i wake up at seven i take a hike by nine, I come back, I sit down for four hours and just write. He's an author, so that's what he does. Mm-hmm. He just writes, 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 writes. Until he is fully exhausted of writing, and like the last few things that he's writing are just pure garbage. But that doesn't matter. What matters is he sits down and he gets the work done, even if it's not good. Because he wants you to get into that mindset, into that practice, that you have to if you want to grow and you want to be like somebody who's good at a skill or a craft, you have to put your work in. You have to get your reps in. So, you know, what keeps you from sitting down is just doing the work. And his thing is resistance. Resistance in many forms comes to you to de- to try to keep you away from doing what you want to do. And I, and I felt it. And it's essentially throughout his whole book, it is like any excuse you can think of that like causes you not to do something he has it in that book so after that book is finished like i i was you know going throughout my day and i was like ah, you know i really kind of don't want to go to the gym it's like yo babe that's that's resistance talking to you right now <laughs> you're going to the fucking gym today yeah buddy so i was like shit so i go to the gym and then and and now i've gotten to the habit every day for at least two hours to work on something that has to do with upholstery or like reading of some sort so now for the past two weeks, every day, I've been working on a chair that I have downstairs. And like my goal right now is to get it done by the end of January. I have it written down in my calendar, and then I have it written down in a notebook that I have here. Yeah, my, my nice uh, Jewish nice Jewish guy's calendar that I got for- uh, Oh, is that what it was? Off. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so again, like going back to focus, you know, I'm trying to cover all my bases to really start to, you know, have a straight line to where I want to go. And it, even if it's not, you know, metaphorically a beeline, <clears throat> it's, you know, you're focusing. It, it, Cal Newport actually puts it really well. It is um, He had an author quote. It was like something Stollinger where you have all these rays, but you what the idea is you want to focus all those rays to one single point so you get right to where it needs to be. Kind of like a magnifying glass. A magnifying glass can only start burning something if all the rays of light starts to focus on one point. Hmm. You know, and you know the sun's rays, boom, sets shit on fire. It's free. It's it's free energy. It's free energy. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah, you know, it is just so weird. It's just my whole. It feels like my brain has shifted into this new mindset of, you know, work out to get done, and it's time to like put your foot down and just, you know, kick some ass and take some names, and I, I've told it to my second job 
and I told it to people at work, like, I'm sick and tired of being where I am. Like, I need to grow. Like, I yep. have to. I, it is, I don't need to grow. I have to grow. Yeah. And, you know, I'm tw- like, I'm 25. I just turned 25. And it's it just... Quarter-life crisis? Yeah, quarter-life crisis. Gary V and Gary V's voice is like, dude, quarter one just ended. You know, Damn. what's quarter two going to be up for you? <laughs> like crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a crisis. It's more of, it's definitely a wake-up call. Yeah, for sure. And, and I'm just excited and I'm really happy that not only I, can I identify that, but at the same time, <clears throat> I know that I'm starting to get more focused and into the right track of doing things. You know, so I've I've dropped playing video games. I've dropped, you know, hanging out with people. Like, you're going to sacrifice some things. Yeah. But those sacrifices are what's going to get you to where you want to be in life. And then when you're established, you can go back to a regular life. Yes, you do sacrifice things. But it's for, it's for your betterment. At the end of the day, it's you who's going to sleep with you. You sleep in the bed you make. So, so yeah. And in your case, you might actually literally make that bed. Yes. <laughs> you might literally construct a bed. Like, you look down, you got your name, like, etched underneath the frame. Like, Eddie made this. Mm-hmm. Like, look, you made your bed. Like, I feel like that's something you would do for just for the metaphor. You know, people yeah. are like, just for the meme. You would do it just for the metaphor. But like, look, I literally made my bed and I will sleep in it. Yeah. But uh, on, the, on the topic of focus, for sure, and I'm touching on a lot of points that Eddie brought up. Because I'm having a parallel experience with my part-time jobs, uh, both at the job that we work at, not so much, but also my other job at a movie theater uh, that shall remain nameless. A large chain movie theater. <laughs> well, all of them are large chain movies. Sure. Let me tell you, brother, uh, the globalists are taking over, and now all the theaters are owned by one company. And it's, uh, the, 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 no. uh, but anyways, uh, recently at one of my jobs they've been kind of ratcheting down on certain rules and they seem super mundane on the surface it's just a frustration frustrating reinforcement of rules that really don't contribute much to the performance of a lot of things but more is optics now i don't even have to go into the details of it because none of it matters everyone around me at my job including myself at a point we were like all up in arms we were complaining that they're like oh why are they controlling this it literally has nothing to do with this yada 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 to get more focused because this is very vague basically I realized and to go back to a topic we touched on in previous episodes don't complain about something do something about it like you don't you can't complain about something unless you've put forward active steps to change it and there's no way I'm going to change an entire corporation nor should I nor would I want to in this situation the whole point of it was like what Eddie was saying is I need to grow I need to get moving. I'm a little younger than Eddie. I'm going to be 22 this year in April, but the same thing applies. I want to pursue and I want to be a filmmaker. I want to be able to confidently sit here and say, yeah, I'm a filmmaker. I make films. My life up till now has very, has not very much so reflected that philosophy or reflected that title. Eddie's working on his furniture and is a, a repolstering and upholstering, I have not contributed much towards my creative career as I would like to be known for. And so I've taken this kind of change in my part-time jobs and change in like rules and things like that instead of a frustration to swallow that pain and let it burn as something that's like, I'm going to use this to remind myself why I don't want to be here. Because the unfortunate thing would be if the job served me in all of my 
in all of my like comfort. If it was just like, yes, Gage, you can do this. Yeah, Gage, you can do whatever you want. Sure, whatever. Just as long as you're making six piece chicken tenders in the back with honey mustard, you can do whatever you want. That's not what I want. I don't want comfort. I don't, sorry, I don't want comfort. I don't want appeasement. I didn't know I didn't want that until right now when I saw myself complaining about the most mundane bullshit that has nothing to do with my career. I'd rather be, you know, struggling to get a movie into the theater than be the one selling tickets for someone else's movie. And it's really frustrating because I'm so young, because my career has literally just started. But that doesn't mean I can't just, like Eddie said, sit down at my tiny table that I got because they were throwing it away at a particular coffee shop that shall remain nameless. And now I have a desk to write on. I'm going to sit down at that desk and I'm going to put my heart and soul into a story and it might end up to be total garbage. And in fact, I'm just going to hedge, not even hedge my bet, but be a hundred percent like realistic in the first story. First couple of stories I make are going to be trash. They're going to be filth. They're going to be garbage, but I'm going to need those pieces of shit to build towards something that I'm going to be able to sell tickets for. Because as much as like I'm in it for the art, I also now recently, like Eddie, am very much interested in finances, very much interested in this capitalist game we're all playing at in this country. Sorry if you're in Canada. Um, <laughs> but uh, Canada's all right, but you know. Um, sorry if you're in China. A lot of taxes. Oof, yeah, definitely sorry if you're in China. Um, but yeah, my point is you need that wake up call, you need that smack in the face. Because I've been riding a lot on some easy street for quite some time and as much as i need these jobs to pay my bills and to build up my savings which we'll start to talk about later on i needed uh i needed a a thorn in my side an annoyance i needed like a fuck you to be like no fuck you and then i will get up out of that kitchen and go make a movie that's going to show on their screens Mm -hmm. and that's kind of my dream you know not drinking me of like oscars whatever although it is still a lofty goal to make a major motion picture i will feel it, it would be an ultimate goal of mine to be able to have my movie shown in the theater that i work in um come full circle very poetic justice but i don't know how long that's going to take it will might take my entire life but it's something that i'm willing to work for long term in the short term there are smaller goals that i will continue to work on but yeah i you you need that purpose you need that that light at the end of the tunnel that you're working towards um but in the middle you know there's still some there's still some fun like our flipping like that's become a smaller aspect that i love it's just this fun game where you make money trying to find these little treasures buried in like dusty consignment shops mm-hmm. um and not everything's going to be you know most of it's going to be shit but to as we're going to probably talk about find the diamonds in the rough yeah le- leading into that like i'm now starting to try to make money more by selling clothing because i realized going into goodwill going into savers going into all these places the huge market that i'm missing out on is the clothing resale market and i've just been avoiding it because i've been comfortable with what i was doing Mm -hmm. but now this is starting to get into more of a lean season as eddie and i have been noting and like 
I like to call it the dead zone. The dead uh, zone. Yeah. yeah, the dead zone of a uh, retail because I've experienced it in actual like clothing retail. It's bad. Yeah. Really bad. What do you think contributes? Do you think it's because when well, I thought have, it was like New Year's resolution, like I'm gonna spend less less money this year. I'm gonna like save my money it, more. But nobody is nobody has money. Yeah. Just, that's how it is. People nobody spend it on Christmas. Yeah, exactly. All the deals, you know, and again, looking at the stock market is the what are the trends so every quarter i think is quarter one that it starts on for all like markets so quarter one is uh the months compiling from october to december and so for retail that's the quarter that um that they do the best in and then quarter two is like shit and then quarter three gets back to normal and then you're back up higher quarter four but that's just how it is it's mm-hmm. just it's just slow nobody nobody has the money to spend money yeah exactly so, until it gets back to normal and everybody gets their tax returns you know but to backtrack a little what the interesting thing about focus is you the things that you focus on those like the side things that go along with it kind of start attracting to you. So when it went for finances, this is a crazy one. Uh, when I was, you know, learning more about financial literacy and just trying to grow my mind about how to handle your money. Um, the one book I kept hearing about Midas Rich Dad Poor Dad, which is a great book, Robert Kiyosaki, definitely read that, was Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover. I was just here over and over and over again. I was like, Total Money Makeover, great do the baby steps. I watched uh, Dave Ramsey's videos on it. Uh, I listened to his podcast, everything. And then one day I'm at Goodwill trying to look for some good flips. And then I go to the book section. What's right there? The total money makeover. It's a sign. Just fucking standing (laughs) From the universe. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. No way. (laughs) I took it. Perfect condition. Like, I like to write in my books, write little comments, underline things. So I was really happy to find find that book like untouched yeah yeah so i was like wow like that's that's insane and then another thing i started to do too in in reference to focus is talking to other people about the things that you are interested in even if you think they won't know a lot oh that's actually a a rule in jordan peterson always um always assume the person you're talking to knows more than you do spoiler alert well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten there yet. Yeah. Uh, but I, I started to get into that habit of like, one, really listening to what people have to say. Even if, even if I already heard it before, just listen to what they have to say. And two, um, just ask because you never know. You never know what they don't, what you don't know. I've asked people, a lot of people about investing, like one of our regulars, Westy. I was like, hey, Westy, you know, because I know he owns his own um, real estate. Name drop. Yeah. <laughs> great guy. Super great guy. But I, I asked him, I was like, well, how did you get into real estate? And what do you think about the market? And he had his own ideas. And then I asked one of our coworkers who I know also invests. I asked one of our other regulars who also invests. I asked one of um, the guys at my second job for upholstery i was like hey what do you think about investing in blah 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 and then we got into this whole rabbit hole of like he also read rich dad poor dad he also read you know total money makeover and then he started to give me a list of other financial literate books that you should read and stuff like that and then you know he he just it just blows my mind that like whatever you focus on that'll return back to you tenfold because whatever you're looking for and not to get too deep into like saying the law of attraction you know whatever you think but 
whatever you think, you know, will come back to you. The same same thing if you focus on the negatives, the negatives will come back to you. Mm. You know, like, oh, fuck it. I, I'm, I think I'm getting sick. All of a sudden, you start to get sick. And then you get into that mindset, like, oh, like, I always get sick, so boom, I'm going to get sick again. You know, just examples. like Yeah, I, I hear that a lot, yeah. dude. And I'm not to... But yeah, I hear that a lot with people, like, oh, I'm just constantly sick. And then you always find that they're sick. And, like, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe they just have, like, a really poor immune system or yeah. whatever. But it's like, I never think about i never get it, sick it's it's hard to think about that because my dad always like never got sick when i was younger and when i saw him sick it was bad because when the sickness broke through it was like real bad and it was like a little bitch boy about Getting it down with the i was a little bitch boy about it too if i got sick i would get really sick and i wouldn't know how to handle it. i'm like oh i'm so sick yeah. but i would be like i never get sick and mm-hmm. I, I just never get sick. i eat shit off the floor and i like not i don't eat shit off the floor i eat stuff like if i yeah. drop it like oh it's okay five second rule and i pop it in my mouth i try yeah. to keep myself exposed but Les, Les Brown, who's a motivational speaker, great motivational speaker, uh, he talks about that. He's like, when you focus on things, you you have a clear shot of what you want to do. And then all those things start attracting themselves to you. Like you're almost a magnet, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of polarizing yourself, boom, and into a direction. And then everything that is like it wants to come to you. And so even funnier, too. I bumped into a girl that I went to grad school with and I was like, oh, like I, I was just shocked. I, I didn't realize, you know, she would have been there, but we were catching up. I was telling her how I dropped out and she, she was bummed that I said that, but then like she regained, regained her confidence back when I was like, yeah, but like I have a job in the field that I want to do stuff in and I don't need to go to school because like they don't teach it over there. And so, you know, we follow each other on Instagram. I was like, definitely like if you ever have clients that you know want to come over have anything that they want to get done i'm more than happy to like help you out with that but like that's the thing you know you just now that i'm getting more into the market it feels like it's just opening up just opening itself up to me Mm -hmm. i'm not even i don't even have to try i think that's a good transition and stay with focus as our like overarching theme for sure but focus power but um to talk more about like we've been talking about flipping financial stuff but this last couple of weeks month or so month and a half whatever whatever you want to call it this last chunk of time that's been like on the consciousness has been all about money every time eddie and i see each other at work all we talk about is money 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 and that might sound like dreadful like oh like you know all they're worried about is debt and stuff but when we when eddie and i talk it's with enthusiasm it's with with when he tells me about his credit card debt or lack thereof as you're getting a little closer yeah. to paying it off. I'm so hype every time I put make uh, a payment. Like, I know people may dread that, but every time I make a payment, I was like, yeah, I'm closer, I'm closer. And I like even numbers, like whole numbers. I hate like, you know, $3,455.22. I hate that. So as, as, as it drops down into whole lower whole numbers, I just get excited and more excited. Yeah. It's but nice. Eddie's been dropping some huge tips and hints for me and this specifically, I keep wanting to say Gordon Ramsay. I know it's not Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> he is Dave Ramsay. Dave like, Ramsay, thank like you. He's the Gordon Ramsay of, of finances. finances. Yeah, yeah. This 
this alright Roth IRA is trash. Yeah. It's dry. He, he's the Southern Gordon Ramsay. The Southern Gordon Finance. That's such because a he, he's so not afraid. In, in his uh, his podcast and his radio show, he's not afraid when he gets callers calling in. He's not afraid to call him stupid or an idiot. Yeah. But like he doesn't say that as like you're fucking trash. Like I never want to see why are you even trying to get your finances together? But he says it because in his book, um, Total Money Makeover, he's like, look, I graduated with a PhD in DUMB because he understands that, like, everybody makes... DUMB, I just got that. I was like, wait, was that, like, an educational (laughs) thing, or... So he he understands that, like, we've all made bad money decisions. And those bad decisions and you being stupid and you being dumb and making bad, like, money decisions, spending willy-nilly, those are the lessons that you take in to, to make sure you find yourself financial independence down the road. Hmm. Um, and so he, he's like really like cutthroat and very straight to the point when people are like trying to beat around the bush and be like, well, you know, I, it's not my fault that I got myself into credit card debt, but like they're your credit cards. So it is <laughs> yeah, <right>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's uh, another thing too, is what we were talking about before the podcast is mentality. And I, when I was growing up, we didn't really have... Just fucking say it, Gage. You know what? <laughs> no, we were talking about it. We were discussing whether we should say it or not, but, you know, Eddie brought up a good point, and I agree with him, especially coming from where I was coming from, which is that being poor is a mindset. And Definitely is. That being stuck... In, now, that's not saying that if your house burned down and you were stuck with nothing, that, like... You just got to use your mentality to fall asleep at night. Like, you just got to wrap yourself up in some mentality and, like, get, you know, if you just think you're rich, you're not going to be rich. Obviously, that's not, it's more of an exaggerated point to say that if you constantly put yourself in the mindset of, this is my life, this is how it's going to turn out, this is how I am for the rest of my life, that's kind of like you, you kind of do like a a value judgment and say like that's indefinite because I had those I've joked but under the joke was the seriousness of like I'm just some broke college kid or like you know I'm just you know lower lower middle class broke whatever but you know that's kind of going off of what was around me Mm -hmm. you know people using the system system being like welfare system food stamps uh government assistance to 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 live to sustain their life i would just look at those people in my life and be like oh well you know that's just what they do that's just what it is but it's just being okay with saying no to how you were brought up and saying no to your past and saying like no i want to make myself better i just want to do something else and taking the pain of like okay deep breath is this going to be a 15 year journey of me getting the getting out of the shit Mm because sometimes you bury yourself in the shit yeah but tell like go back on your journey of that because like you've i've seen you arc not even just like financially but emotionally with your finances yeah so right right now uh i have to get ready to start paying my private loans and I'm just going to be clear about it. I owe $142,000. I'll believe that. <laughs> Are you serious? I owe $142,000 in private student loans. And, you know, I already made that decision. And tw- I was like, oh, in 2020, I'll start paying it. I just have some things this year to, like, financially, like, solidify myself. Little did you know. But little did I know. Um, the deferment's running out. And so, you know, my mom can keep deferring it. But I told my mom, I was like just defer it one more time and when it's time for me to start paying them I'll pay them I'm like I'm not gonna run away from my loans anymore 
And I think that's what that's a, another mentality is people see their loans. Yes, they, they are scary. Interest rates are really bad. I get it. It's hard. <laughs> but when is it going to be the day for you to be like, I, I got to like buckle my, you know, you know, put on my big boy pants and, you know, face it for what it really is. And, it, you know, it's it's a big it's a big amount, but um, I'm not scared of it anymore. You know, I'm like, I'm focused. Like, I know what I have to do. I know what I, it needs to get done. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie. It's going to be really hard to, to get through it. But if, if I, again, focus and keep my mind on what the end goal is, I'm going to get there, you know, and I calculate it with the salary that I make and everything. I can pay $142,000 of debt in five years. Is it going to be hard? Yes. Is it possible? Yes. And you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of frivolous shit that you might want to spend your money on when you otherwise wouldn't be which is indebted great. with which all this. Which is great, this. too, because, like, I'm already used to, you know, living living with under my needs, just living with as little as possible, but also making sure, you know, I have enough to get by. Yeah. And luckily, you know, we're in a situation where we work at a particular coffee shop that offers a lot of great side benefits mm. that helps with that that challenge. So, you know, and even that too, it's five years down the road, like I could have paid off those loans maybe two years sooner. For some reason, and again, it's like this weird feeling I keep having. I keep saying I'm going to pay them off in five years. It. I deep down inside feel like it's going to be three years that I pay them off. Hey. Stay nice. tuned. <laughs> so, and in like, I even three done week like check some up, crazy, three year checkup. Some crazy, you know, you have you ever, ever heard of the Jim Carrey check? No. So Jim Carrey, when he first started out doing comedy in the movie business, he wrote himself a check. I forgot the amount, but it was in the millions. Mm. And, and he wrote the date down. And before, like a few days before that actual day came, he got a check for that amount. So I wrote myself three checks over here. You know, I'm not gonna go crazy and be like a million dollars, boom. But I wrote myself three checks going off into three years into the future of of amounts of money that- You pay to yourself. I pay, yeah, that I will get. And you know, that's, you, you have to have that focus. Again, even though I'm beating a dead horse saying focus so many times, but, like the those things you know writing those those future checks i have a goal list of you know what i want to accomplish within the year and then i have another goal list what of what i want to accomplish accomplish within the month you know and even if you don't make those those achievements that's totally fine but the methodology and the practice of going at it getting after it is what's important yeah because now you're holding yourself you know in a previous episode accountable for your actions you know you got it. You just got to be with it. And that actually is perfect because the check thing is not just when it comes to financial goals and financial accountability, but I have that exact same check mentality when it comes to projects, when it comes to goals. When I had papers that were due in college and I was like frustrated because I hate writing papers, I stopped. It's like, stop bitching, first of all. Second of all, you're going to have to do it. Third of all, and the most importantly, and the thing that has to do with the checks is you've already done it. Somewhere... I don't know where it is. Somewhere in the future, a future Gage has finished the paper that you're so worried about. He's not worried. He already finished the fucking paper. So you need to put, as Eddie said, put on your big boy pants. Realize that it's going to get done because you already did it. Somewhere in the future, 
now just get to that point. Because all the time complaining, all the time wasted, you know, all these people, and I've been one of them, and I've been around plenty of them. It's like, oh, student loans are so unfair, like, predatory lending this, so many, like, those systems so broke that this, the other, you're not going to change the system overnight. You're not going to change it right now. I'll confidently say you're not going to change it over your lifetime. Surprise me. Surprise me with you changing the system, and I will say, look, dude, you're right. Congratulations. But until that day... <laughs> Congratulations. You won. Yeah. Until that day, you have a lot of money to pay off. We have a lot of money to pay off. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of goals financially that we want to get to. Maybe one day owning a home, like just straight up looking at something and be like, I own that now. I own this house, and I can build a life here. Or maybe because we're t- such city slickers, we'll just like rent or whatever i don't know yeah but i know people who own property in the city like condos yeah no i mean like own apartment buildings Mm -hmm. and like well those are also different friends yeah but but um yeah the the keeping your head down and just just buckling in for the ride because it it, it, thrashing around and resisting like you're not going anywhere you're just wasting so much energy flailing around that you're gonna get eaten by sharks you're you're holding the you're holding off the inevitable yeah Get on your back. That's scary. You think it's bad now? Wait until you he pops up again in ten yeah. to fifteen years, and the reality smacks you even harder. Yeah. That's and my dad always told me when I was younger, work hard now, and you will get to relax and enjoy your life later. The part that he didn't include was work hard asterisk in the right direction, and you get to enjoy your life as you see it. Mm-hmm. Because you can struggle against the tide, like I was going back to the two part-time jobs. Things are changing, environments, cultures are changing that make me feel a little uncomfortable, maybe a little uneasy. If I work hard at those jobs, and that's the only thing I work hard at, I'm running on a treadmill. And you get off the treadmill, it's scary, you gotta go run out in the real world now. I gotta go try my hand at making movies by myself and making projects from my own will and not as like a class project to really show myself I can do it. Eddie working on his own projects here at home, that's going to turn into something one day. You know, you're going to always remember that first chair Mm. that you brought from like street side into like presentability. So just wrapping up on that because we're we're running down on time now, but it's, it's, it's tough. Be fucking buckle in. It's the mentality. And it's going to make you stronger. Yeah. You know, there's, um, you ever seen Abstract on Netflix? No, I have heard of it though. Um, one of, one of my favorite episodes, and I feel bad for forgetting his name, but he's one of the lead, the global, uh, designer for Chrysler Fiat Motors. Mm-hmm. And he talked about how he, um, when the 2008 crash happened, Chrysler almost like went under because they got divested from Mercedes and Mercedes kind of left them out for dead. Um, and he goes into the story of how Chrysler gave um, his department a voluntary um, like leave. You know, if you want to leave and don't want to work for Chrysler, we totally understand. And he took the stand saying that I'm going to stay because I, I know the importance of what we're doing, which was car design. And he only lost like 3% of his staff during the voluntary um, discharge leave. And after that, Chrysler went back up. You know, they're doing great in this economy. And he says that like going through something like that, nothing can phase him. Because like he's seen the worst of the things that could happen. He's like faced death. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much career death, obviously. Like, yeah. But he's faced death. Yeah. And so he's just not afraid. So, and, you know, for me, you know, 
I feel like when I write that last check, or the you know go online, and <laughs> it's so much less sentimental <laughs> yeah. when you're like beep boop boop, yeah. and then it's like transfer complete, and you're like, all right, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So you want fries with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, go through if you go through something tough, if you ever have to face it again, it's not going to be as bad as the first time. Mm. You know. Yeah. All right, well, let's get off our fucking high horses. We're, uh, you know, it, yeah, we're 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 doing great, and we're just gonna continue doing great. But this is the year of fucking. No, you know what? We're not gonna fucking. I'm not gonna say anything. Just fucking. I'll let my actions speak for myself. You're the pig in the Chinese. Yeah, calendar. obviously. So we're gonna be eating bacon, but we're bringing <laughs> home the bacon. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's just. I'm I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. No, like like where you where you gotten now and. But anyways, let's, let's get off this fucking sap train. Anyways, uh, let's let's wrap this up. Uh, again, the Facebook group is, as the name is on our podcast, Two Boys Podcast, not Two Boys, and a podcast. We're Napster dropping the the on this one. Yeah. Just Facebook. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Genius. No, just keep Facebook. No, but um, Facebook group is uh, Two Boys Podcast. Podcast name also Two Boys Podcast. Please leave any feedback reviews anyone who knows us and is listening and is putting it on three because you want to get through this long drudge and, and you have to slow it down because i start talking please leave your feedback we genuinely care uh what yeah. you have to say even though you're joking we're smoking yeah. I, I couldn't think of anything that rhymes true <laughs> we're just gonna keep being here every week uh now that i moved in i think we should be back on a regular schedule um but yeah and you know what actually we're going to add a segment just to experiment with this because Eddie has been reading. I've just looked at his Amazon wish list for books, and it's like a fucking library of Alexandria. Mad long. So, Eddie, you get one book, and I'll get one movie, and we'll do recommendations of the week. Ooh, okay, so, yeah. Eddie gets a one book recommendation. You dropped a lot of names, but try to pick something you haven't talked about so far. We know about Ramsey. We know about Phallus, or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> Cal Newport. <laughs> sure. Okay, I, I will... I haven't read it yet, but I will say a book that I've heard really, really good things about. I'm not going to say the one Vivian said, but that one is also good. Um, This one I heard on the Joe Rogan podcast, which I really, really want to read. And it's called The Coddling of the American Mind by um, Jonathan Hyatt. Spell it out. It's Jonathan, last name H-A-I-D-T. Um, he is a social psychologist, and so the book is essentially about the parents who raised millennials, mm-hmm. you know, the new adults of today, and why are we in such a fragile and, like, you know, very, very, you know, eggshell-walking culture, you know, the call-out culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, that offends me, kind of thing. Yeah. That book I'm really excited to get to. Poor as a mindset. Poor as a mindset. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. That's Fragile's a mindset. <laughs> Fragile's a mindset. Uh, my movie recommendation is to connect back to this uh, entrepreneurial spirit, Hot Summer's Night. Uh, or Sorry, fuck, I messed that up. Hot Summer... Hot Summer Night? Oh, Hot Summer Nights. The plural is nights. Hot Summer Nights, a Timothy Chalamet movie about this kid who uh, goes to Cape Cod for the summer and uh, gets into some shady some shady business some drug deals but he is this very much a Gary V kid very entrepreneurial almost too entrepreneurial for his own good grows a business a little 
little too fast. <laughs> and we see what Rackabit expansion does to the narcotics business. But Hot Summer Nights, great, great. It's just a great movie all around. Great soundtrack, especially. But Timothy Chalamet, known for his uh, Call Me By Your Name, Interstellar, Lady Bird, another mm. great one of his movies, more indie. But definitely check it out. It has to do Cape Cod, so wicked. Yeah. Nice. Alrighty, so this is Gage signing off. This is Eddie signing off. And this was Two Boys Podcast.